Yes and is a mantra that can be applied to every aspect of your life. These two words are ground zero for all creativity. These two words will help you shut down fear. These two words can change your life if you'll let them. Yes, I'm serious. And this podcast is on a mission to show you how. I'm Judy Holler, the host of Yes And. If Dr. Dre and Amy Poehler had a baby, um, that would basically be me. Listen, if you're looking for a no BS approach to life, business, and your mental health, then you are in the right place. So welcome to Yes And, where we smash comfort zones and navigate the unscripted stage of everyday life together. This is a Soul Fire production. Episode 44 of Yes And. Well, hello, I'm Judy Holler, the host of this show, and holy shit, do I have an episode for you, and yes, naughty language is a thing on this show from time to time, so pop in those earbuds in case you have littles around, but yes, this show is going to be fire today. I've got the one and only Amy Landino on the show, and I have no doubt you're going to love her as much as I do. She's got over a half a million followers across her social media platforms, and she's built a business that is so, so dope, so authentic to who she is. And today I ask her about all of it. We talk about confidence. We talk a lot about confidence, actually. We talk about jealousy and reframing jealousy and imposter syndrome. We talk about failure. We talk about validation, not getting validation from the outside, but internal validation and what that looks like. We talk about growing a community and starting from the bottom. And of course, we talk about high performance habits and morning routines because Amy and I are both obsessed with both of those things. It is so, so juicy, Fear Boss, so buckle up. But first, I want to shout out our Fear Boss of the week who is Maria Walton, who writes, holla at your girl. That's her subject line. And she gives the Fear Boss show five stars. Thank you, Maria Walton. She goes on to write this. I am a diehard Fear Boss. I love Judy's energy, her vibe, and love of all 1990s hip hop. Well, we can definitely be friends because it is a 90s hip hop vibe in my head all the time on Repeat. And she goes on to write this. After reading Fear is My Homeboy, I've restructured my mornings and become the CEO of me. Oh my gosh. You are killing it, Maria. And honestly, that's one of my favorite chapters in the book. It's really hard to have to pick. I think chapter one, love yourself is, is so beautiful and so important because I think, I really think loving yourself is a one woman revolution. Like it makes you a one woman revolution. It makes you a one person revolution. So I think loving yourself is so important, but yeah, being the CEO of you is a really big fucking deal, right? When you think about yourself as a business with powerful assets that must be protected at all costs. I mean, you really think differently about your day and all of the things that make up your life and or your business, because you realize that none of it works 
None of it works if you don't work. So Maria Walton, yo, thank you for that beautiful review. And uh, send me a DM on Instagram with your best mailing address or shoot us an email at hello at judyholler.com. I will put a fear boss swag bag surprise in the mail to you for the beautiful review. And if you want to be our next fear boss of the week, make sure you jump into iTunes and leave a review I, of course, love hearing from you. <laughs> of course. It's like one of my favorites, like reading those reviews and scrolling through them and picking the fear boss of the week. It's like such a treasure for me. But every review really means so much fear boss because it's how we keep this show on the fear boss airwaves for you. And it tells iTunes that you want to listen and that you think this show rocks. Now, it's no secret that 2020 <laughs> has been a year for the history books, one we will never forget. And, yo, we've we've been punched in the gut. We've been kicked in the ass. We've been tested and tried. And every single one of us, like it or not, has had to pivot in one way or another. Now, I'm not one to look back, right? And we have a big theme in our household. My husband and I are always saying arrow forward, arrow forward. It means we honor the past, but we stay in forward momentum by taking action today. And goal-focused planning is literally how I do that. And it's 100% changed my life. Plus, don't just take it from me, take it from science. I mean, goal-focused planning is scientifically proven. I mean, studies have shown that when you set goals and break them down into small windows, you will double your chances, double your chances of achieving results. And personally, I have seen a 90% ROI on my goal-focused planning, ROI standing for return on investment. So this is why <laughs> I had to create a goal-focused planner for you. This is something I've been thinking about for like four years. It literally keeps me up at night with excitement. Like I'm sweating talking to you about this right now. That's how excited I am about it. I'm, I'm literally going to take all the things I love about the goal-focused planners I've been using for about five years and add a little fear boss swagger to create a planner for you. Here's the deal. You want more courage in your life. You want more freedom in your life. But what you really need, what you really need is focus, energy, stamina, and the high-performance habits that are going to get you brave and keep you brave. That is the intention of this planner. I'll be announcing the name soon, more to come, but this is a, a dream project and we are working our asses off to make sure that it is available to you by December 1st. So mark your calendars and get ready to make 2021 your best yet. And finally, finally freaking turn those dreams of yours into actual goals with daily actions. And bonus, I'm also going to be teaching a live mastermind. Yes, a live mastermind with me the entire month of January. So you not only get access to me to live coaching and live Q&A with me every week, but I am going to teach you how I do it. I'm going to talk about what goal-focused planning is. I'm going to talk about why it matters. And I'm going to spend about two weeks showing you how 
to use it. So let's get braver and more focused together. Make sure you follow along on Instagram uh, because I'll be sharing all the most important updates there regularly. And make sure you're on my newsletter list. Yo, if you do not get my newsletter, you are missing out. This is the first group of humans that gets every big announcement in the business. So jump onto uh, my website. You can sign up right on my homepage, judyholler.com, or you can text the word brave right now if you want, pause this, make sure you're not driving, but text BRAVE to 474747, get some fun freebies and get right on my list. This is a perfect segue, actually, because like me, our guest today is obsessed with high performance habits as well. And if there's one thing I notice time and time again, when I get the opportunity to talk to best-selling authors, influencers, speakers, and other high performers is that they all have, they all have rituals, habits, and tools that protect their energy. And Fear Boss Amy is no exception. Amy Landino is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and the world's number one productive lifestyle coach, my girl, uh, with her award-winning, yes, award-winning YouTube series, Amy TV, and as director at Gatlu House, Amy inspires women worldwide to chase their freedom and go after the life they want. That is her mission. Her work has been featured by prestigious publications such as Business Insider, Fortune, Entrepreneur, and Inc. In her new book, Good Morning, Good Life, Amy shares details of how to start every day on your own terms. Yo, Fear Boss, we talk about this. When you own your morning, you own your day. When you own your day, you own your life. And Amy even says, listen, you do not need to be a morning person to do it. By following her five simple habits, you can combat morning obstacles and create the daily rituals that work best for you. And that is in all caps, because what works for you might not work for me and vice versa. And guess what? That's okay. So you can get your copy at goodmorninggoodlife.com. I'm going to link up to all the things in the show notes. But I also got to tell you a little sidebar. Amy is also, she's a fellow Ohio chick. She lives a little less than two hours away from me in Columbus, Ohio. And we actually got to meet in person last year when I was on her podcast, Detail Therapy, and we hit it off immediately. <laughs> we both run pretty high vibe. Uh, we are also both Gemini's. Our birthdays are a few days apart. So this basically means we were destined to be biz besties. So buckle up, Fear Boss. This conversation is a damn vibe. Let's go. Okay, so Amy, I am ready if you are ready. I am so ready. I am so ready. Okay, Amy <laughs> Landino, hi and welcome to the freaking Fear Boss show. Yo, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. I didn't know you added freaking to the show name, but like, I'm so here for it. If you do that, I think it would be perfect. I'm so happy it. to be here, Judy. Thank you. It's so good to be here. And I'm so proud of myself for not dropping an F-bomb to start things off. I have been known for an F-bomb or two. So I, 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 you know, just know you have full permission to express yourself any way you want today on the show. But girl, I'm just like, so glad you're here. And I want to start by saying Oh, condolences about Lucy, your sweet oh, dog. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my, and I just moved her, her picture frame. 
So we actually just picked up her ashes. We left town because it was kind of weird being at the house without her. And I was like, I just got to get out of here. It's the first time I haven't had her since I was 18 years old. You have to understand Lucy and I grew up together. I feel like our relationship is really extraordinary. And uh, so we we took off and then we came back and I picked up her ashes and they're in this like beautiful little urn. Mm -hmm. So I moved her picture that was on my desk down there because I love it. It's one of the first photos of her life that I have, which was by the way, really hard. 2004, her puppy photos are on some LG flip phone somewhere. And yeah. I probably don't even have it anymore that I could even get those photos. Yeah. So it's, it's like having a, a young photo of her is so special. So anyway, but thank oh, you. Thank you. It's so- definitely been a transition. If you hear a dog bark, it's not that we're trying to <laughs> replace her. My husband has a dog that we had to let stay with his parents for the four years we've been living together in Ohio. He left Connecticut for me. It was a huge change for him. And so after Lucy passed and we went to visit his family, mm-hmm. he was like, can we just borrow her for a little vacation? Cause when you don't have a dog in play, you know, when you're at home and you've had one forever, the silence is just, mm. it kills you. It kills oh, yes. you. So she's been kind of keeping us preoccupied in this transition. I mean, she's grow- Lucy grew up with you. She started your business with you. She has watched uh, you get married and pivot and go through significant. Oh my God. She, she's I seen mean- too many men in my yeah. life, first of all. And second of all, like, the literally, she's like the talk. reason I know she's the reason that I started my business. Uh, it was like the separation anxiety that she had. And I wanted to be with her all the time. So, you know, not the entire reason, but certainly a huge component to, to the whole thing. So yeah, it's not even that like in dog years, we were 21 at the same yeah, time. Oh. Like it was, it was a whole, it's a it was vibe. A it is a whole vibe. Well, I'm sending you so much love. I've lost a dog. Um, I have two dogs of my own and I always joke that my oldest, um, you know, I'm a stepmom, so I don't have like birth children of my own. So I feel like Tito, my oldest, my golden retriever is like the closest I've come to like having a child. And he literally is like the love of my life. Like I, I get that. Can't. I'm like, you're four. Stop growing. Stop growing. So, sending you so much <laughs> dog love, mom. Lucy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, dog mom. Lucy was certainly uh, such a fun part of your story and will continue to be as you um, evolve. So, okay. We've, I love that we started with Lucy. I want to, I want to pivot here and I want to talk about confidence. So, so many fear bosses come to our community because they want to get braver and they want to figure out how to smash comfort zones. I mean, that's our freaking mission. Like we believe our freedom lives in smashing comfort zones, meaning you'll never have financial freedom, physical freedom, mental freedom, all this love, all this freedom you want in life. You have to be willing to do uncomfortable shit in order to earn it. And so fear bosses come to our community because they want to be braver and they want to smash comfort zones. But What they find out, they realize, Amy, is they need confidence, they need energy, they need stamina, they need focus, and we're going to talk about this. They need the high-performance habits that are going to get them brave and keep them brave because let me tell you, you know as well as I do, bravery is hard. It requires energy and stamina and focus Mm. and confidence, like this belief in yourself. So I think a lot of fear bosses may look at you and go, oh my God, she's like this YouTube star. I mean, half a million followers throughout your platforms and you've built this big, juicy, beautiful brand. And I guess the question I want to start with is, are you confident? Like, are you (laughs) confident? And how do you stay confident? Here's, here's the thing about confidence that I think uh, is really important that I, I teach people because I get this question a lot. 
frequently as well. Okay. It sounds so easy to do the things that I talk about doing because of course I've done them because I'm Amy and it's like, yes and no, right? We've all had to start somewhere. Like me starting was like 18 years old with a dog, right? Like it's that. And where we are today is very different. It takes time. It takes reps. Mm -hmm. So for me, the way that I like to explain it is that confidence is not a re it, it is a resource. Confidence mm. is a resource. Okay. So if you think about it that way, it's a resource. It's not a permanent state. <laughs> it is not an entire being. Now you can have the belief in yourself, right? Which is essentially what confidence is. Having that belief in yourself is a, a core belief. That's good. But the confidence is sort of like that thing that actually exemplifies how you feel about it. And it shows how you feel mm. about it to others and maybe even to yourself. So I like to think of it as a resource because you just kind of like pick it up and like pick, put it in your pocket Ooh. as you go along. The only way that you can do that is by doing things that would cause you to then get more confident, right? So I am not at all confident about speaking Italian whatsoever but I am working on it. I'm, I'm using an app. I have um, Italian in-laws. And so I'll pick up words and I'll pick up conversations. And so there are certain words that in certain situations, I'll hear them and I will know them and I'll feel more confident that I know what people are talking about, right? You pick that up along the way, you accumulate it. It's a resource that you grow. And over time in, by the way, different areas, we're talking about Italian, right? Versus showmanship versus business versus becoming a speaker, et cetera, et cetera. You've got to pick it up doing the work, getting the reps in. So am I confident? No, that's not who I am. Like, but I do have confidence in different areas of my life, less so in cooking and Italian speaking and more so in making videos because I've made like 3000 videos in my career. Like it's just going to happen. Having a conversation and saying, yeah, sure. I prepped for this interview, but I've done so many interviews. I know my thing. By the way, public speaking, I know you like to talk about that a lot. I am not confident in public speaking. I'm confident in my subject matter. I was terrible in speech class. Awful. I would never have guessed in a million years I would be getting paid a lot of money to speak when I go step on a stage for an hour. That's mind-blowing by itself, but it's not the act of speaking alone. It is the ability to communicate a topic and knowing it so well that you can really let a rip up there and motivate people and get people to do something. That took time. I didn't know I had that capability until I started doing a couple of other things first. What are the pockets of confidence that you can start to build if you can't walk on a stage for a number of reasons right now? But if you can't walk on a stage to get that presence yet and get that confidence yet, can you do something smaller that works toward that same resume? Videos are the reason I became a speaker because I learned how to communicate and also learned what I was even talking about so well, I knew it like the back of my hand and could get up there and just fire off for a, for a number of minutes to an hour. So I believe it's a resource. You build it, you get your reps in, you practice, practice, practice. My, one of my favorite questions I like to hear um, and remind myself of, I think I learned from Tim Ferriss and he talks about it, but he probably got it from somewhere else, is what is your version of scales for a pianist Every pianist that is amazing at what they do playing music, they don't just practice songs, they practice their scales. Mm. So me being ready to speak on stage or to do a live interview or to make a video means constantly learning how to communicate a message effectively. Those are my scales in that particular 
area. Italian, you know, learning Italian means just using flashcards. That could be your skills. What are those skills that you have to practice? Because just like every other expert in that area, they're doing it too. And if you're not getting that in, you, you really can't start to grow that confidence. So again, it's a resource. How are you gaining more of that resource? Oh, that is so beautiful. And uh, Fear Boss, you may have to pause, rewind. Do they have silver rewind buttons? Yeah, back buttons. And yeah, yeah. I use again. like the 15, the 15 second rewinds like constantly. All the time, constantly. all the time. Um, Amy, that was so beautiful. And one of the things we talk about, and I, I've never really thought of confidence that way, which is beautiful. Like I just learned something new, that confidence is a resource because we're sort of teaching inside the Fear Boss community that, Courage is a resource. It's a skill you build. It's a muscle you use. And the more you use it, the stronger you get. And so we take people to the gym, Fear Boss Fitness, if you will, and we pick up weights of discomfort regularly in order to get stronger. Same with your confidence. And I really believe, tell me this, Amy, do you feel that confidence is contagious? So like when you see someone love themselves or promote themselves in a beautiful way or uh, share a product or resource. Like, does that encourage you to go do more of that for your business? Because people are scared of this to like sell or ask for something, right? Absolutely. Here's what I think about that. Confidence is contagious when you want it to be. Ooh, because here's the thing. They say this too, right? Like, like, me and Judy clearly both turned on our neon signs today because we wanted to feel like we were like replicating each other. Right? Yes, and when you kind of stand the same, right? Yeah. Like if you stand the same as someone, it means you're receiving them, you're hearing them, you're listening to them. And that's a really positive thing when it comes to interacting with other people. If you decide that you don't like what someone's doing because you feel scarcity or you fear fear for what they're doing and that you can't because of whatever reasons you've told yourself, um, whatever stories you've learned in your life, then it's not contagious. It's, it's, it's going to be the complete opposite. You're going to revert back. But if you decide to step up to that person in a way that's like, what would it look like if I allowed them to be a mirror for me? And how could I mirror them if not exactly the same ways what is it about their demeanor that I like? It could absolutely, it's contagious for me. I love mm -hmm. to see success in other people. And even when just like every other human, I feel a little bit of jealousy. I like, I like to reverse engineer that. Where is that jealousy stemming from? What is it about that person's life that I wish was more like mine? Or what is it about their career that I wish was more like mine or, or, or their personal life or their family life? What is that? Because that is within my control. What can I do? Or you suddenly realize, oh, actually, no, I actually am very happy for that person because all of the work they had to do to get to that point is really not interesting to me. So rather than being jealous about it, I can be happy for them. And then you pick up a little confidence, becoming more self-aware. Confidence is contagious, but only if you want it to be, because mm -hmm. if it's, if you don't, you allow it to be the complete opposite very easily. Oh yeah. It always boils down to cho choice. I, I think that's uh, such an awesome way to say it. And, um, you know, I, I think watching, you know, one of the things I've been reverse engineering, very similar to what you said is like when, uh, jealousy shows up, when imposter syndrome shows up, we all feel it. We're freaking human beings. Like if you don't feel that you're a robot and I, we are, we cannot hang out. Like you're either not a human or you are so lost with reality, right? Mm. We're going to feel jealous. What mm. I have chosen to do, very similar to what you're saying, is this idea that when imposter show, syndrome shows up, when jealousy shows up, instead of saying, oh, 
it's arrived again. I go, oh shit, I've arrived. Ooh, mm. this means I want more for myself. This means that I am seeking something larger than me, that I am feeling a little uncomfortable about it. And maybe it's a tap on the universe and she's telling me I need to move in this direction. And that is I something, love that. that is something fear does not see coming. Why do we give fear the power and jealousy and imposter syndrome the power? And so, Amy, when you think about all the things you're doing to move your business forward and keep your life successful and to remain healthy and energetic so you can chase and live this dream, it requires you to have different conversations with your fears. So what a beautiful, it's a similar yet different perspective we both have on how we talk to our insecurities, you know? And that, and that's the best part about it. No one's asking everyone to be the same. No one's asking everyone to have the same points of view, but what's cool about this community is that already, I know that by having this conversation, everyone is interested in saying like, I'm willing to look at myself and therefore you are the only one that can have the conversation with yourself to know what it is, the universe or, or stepping up or just reverse engineering how you feel. Everyone's going to do things differently with that information, but you can only get that from you. And that's kind of the biggest issue here. It goes back to what I was saying because we're constantly looking for external information, but that external information may not compute. So the more you're looking at external communication that does not compute, you're not getting anywhere with it. You're much less likely to feed off of that that, that confidence and making it contagious rather than the opposite, because you're not looking for a conversation that makes sense to you. You're looking for things that you can write off completely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. And I find so many times we're looking for external validation too, you know, and I Mm. think the like culture and the, how many followers you have full culture, is it helping with this? So maybe let's segue and talk a little bit about growing a following and building a platform. I think there's so many people that even look at my little following that's grown over the years. Right. Um, And they go, how do you do it? And oh my God, how do I do it? And, you know, I, I have advice on that, but I'd love to hear what you yeah. would add to this conversation. I mean, let's talk about how long you've been in the game, Amy. If nobody's read your books, they don't know this. And and I want you to talk about how long you've been in the game and how long you've been growing this following. And that's th- this is the really interesting thing about what we do, because we're so self-aware and there's a lot of depth that goes with that. And there's a lot of self-reflection that goes with that and being like, I have a lot of followers doesn't exactly fit the bill there. And that's why it's, first of all, I've been in the game a long time. (laughs) I've been in the game a long time. Uh, I started my business in 2009. I was full-time by the end of 2010. Uh, My current channel on YouTube uh, called Amy TV, it started as Savvy Sexy Social and it just pivoted along the way because it's been a decade and I'm allowed to change as a human. Um, that uh, That was 2010, 2011, I launched it because... I needed a platform that fit with the business I had started and a place I wanted to educate people about that specifically. I was on YouTube on another channel, which is why I, I preface it with that because I've been on the, the platform for, for longer, but I was experimenting with it at the time. That Those were the reps I was getting in that taught me what I was potentially good at or passionate about. So it's been a long time. The thing is, what is actually indicative of a person who has gained a following, which is why I am so good with like culture going away. Like I don't need likes. I don't need all that because all that these numbers are saying about me is that I have tested and tested 
and tested and tested and tested a certain methodology. And I'm sharing that journey with people. And there are people who are appreciative of that and are able to do something with it for themselves. That isn't my entire mission is to help people go after the life they want. So if there, there are numbers there, that means that there are people who are able to do that. Those numbers, getting to a million subscribers, we talk about it and we're like, yeah, let's hit this goal. And it kind of gives a purpose to the audience in terms of something they can control, but it actually does zero for me else. <laughs> Otherwise it does zero because all I need to do is be able to still have a conversation with a very focused group of people about what they care about. As a matter of fact, I think if you looked at how long I've been on YouTube in general, and you looked at the rest of the world, you would, could call me a failure if you want to, because I should have what? 10 million subscribers by this point, because according to who, if I were to be chesty and like talking about things that don't actually matter in the scale of like life planning, I could have a, a lot of things going for me probably otherwise. But I really like that I can wake up and look at myself in the mirror every day and appreciate what my mission is and appreciate the people who are in my community that like what we do. Because if not, making the content wouldn't be as fun. Sharing my journey would not be as fun if it was a bunch of people who just helped the numbers go up, but didn't actually care about the mission. That's what I wish people would focus on. And that's why it's like, I hate hearing people say like, oh, just a little following I have. It's like, same here, a little following. It's all a little following because the following part of it doesn't actually matter. It is that we can come together as a tribe and have a conversation and have commonalities. That's the entire reason I got on the internet in the first place. I felt different. I felt like I didn't have friends. I felt like my family didn't get me. And it was like, I just have to go find people that think like me. That's how everyone started on YouTube, especially back in the way back in the day. We're talking about the most unpopular people at school trying to find their tribe. So they turned a webcam on and then they went on to be incredible. But the point is not to have the biggest, it's about to having the most impact in my opinion. And I think anyone in this community might feel the same way, especially if you can then, let's, let's just talk finances. You've got to just be able to reverse engineer a business plan from that. If you have a plan where if I have three clients, then I am full-time in my business. Great. R three, we're talking three. How many followers do you actually need to convert? you're testing your ability to convert just those three people on a bunch of other people and hoping to, you need them to tell you how good of a job you're doing. That's where the numbers end up coming from. So they matter from a, how are we doing standpoint, but not how relevant am I mm -hmm. period. And I, I want people to get that because it really doesn't matter. I mean, my year, every single year, best year ever, best year ever, 2020 is a really terrible year for a lot of reasons. People are dying. I lost my dog. People are losing their jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But the business continues to still grow and that can always change. But what that shows me is it doesn't matter how many followers I have. It doesn't matter how many we grew this month because things are still going well because the existing audience sees me and receives me. Oh, yo, I don't even, there are so many things you said that are so beautiful and so important. Uh, this is definitely another spot fear boss. We're going to go back 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 50 seconds, re-listen re to that. But what I love, I like to do that. I like to give yes. you too much to unpack. Sorry. I'm so good. Our clips are, I mean, oh, uh, our clips are going to be on fire. Um, so what I really 
really received from what you just said is you said the likes, I'm paraphrasing, the likes don't matter. It doesn't make you relevant. You get, it kind of circles back to confidence. You trust yourself. And because you're a confident human being out there running the rest, the reps, experimenting fear boss. Did you hear her? We love fear experiments in the fear boss community. So she's out there experimenting, trying new things on playing, 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 running the reps, which is how she's been able to create content that scales because in if you disagree, let me know. I really believe you're one of those people I follow online that does a lot of learn from me content and not look at me content. And this is what I'm always trying to tell people like, yes, I want to look at you, but I'll love you forever. If I can learn from you, if you can help me save time or money or teach me something new or Mm. inspire me to think a different way. And so I'm always challenging people to, you know, post less, look at me content and more shit. Here's what I've got to say. And, and yeah, share this with you, you know? Um, so I love that. So Amy, let's, um, before I get into our little rapid fire, keep us on time here. I want to know about, okay, so we've got, we've got to touch on the one thing we have so in common, which is high performance habits. You just put out your second book. It's a, a book called good morning, good life, a badass planner to go alongside of that. You and I, um, definitely have this in common. I, I believe that it is really hard to live and have a brave life if you are not protecting your energy and staying really focused. And that takes work. So let's talk about high performance habits. Why good morning, good life? Why this book? Why now? You know, it, I never do anything specifically a product that, you know, is, is a serious business decision unless I'm being asked for it. We had a lot of great conversation in all of really 2018 about the concept of having a morning routine where I really started sharing, Hey, uh, I have a morning routine every day. And the more you kind of unpack that with people, they're very interested to learn. What does that look like? Why do you do that? I can't do that because X, Y, Z, and that whole conversation needs to play out. And we just talked about it so much. I was, I was really seeing that people needed like a manual for it. Now, Clearly, I did not invent morning routine books. There are many, <laughs> many out there. There are many YouTube videos about morning routines. But the the pain point that I think caused a lot of that lack of confidence where people were saying, I can't, um, my kids, my this, my job, my boss, whatever, like everybody's unreasonable. I can't possibly take control of my life. Those mm-hmm. conversations happening uh, made me realize that the landscape of a morning routine was misunderstood as a very specific list of things you had to do. And I don't think of it that way because I like everything to be customizable to someone's own life experience, especially if you've got more family members in the house or you might work a night job and your morning starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. So there's a lot of different things to consider. And that's really why I wrote Good Morning, Good Life. It, It became this Um, mantra for a lot of what we were talking about. And to me, I think if you can start the day on your terms, that's what we talk about getting your reps in with actually being able to feel like you can take control of your life. If you're feeling very out of control, or if you're feeling like it's go with whatever people tell you what to do, um, you've got to be able to feel the fact that you have control over it at some point when better than the first thing you do in the morning, oftentimes we completely throw it away and we're like, oh, my phone's on my nightstand. 
immediately giving the day away to the rest of the world. What does the email say? What do I, but what am I supposed to feel based on what happened on Twitter last night, et cetera, et cetera. That's an example of not taking care of you first thing. Now, I don't know if, you know, you might read a morning routine book and say like, I want to do all those things that they said. And that works beautifully for me. Awesome. To me, I thought it was like, if you just kind of fill these couple of pockets in your morning, then you're going to start the day off on your terms. And it could take five, 10, 15 minutes, or it could take an hour and a half. It's completely up to you. And now you can go about your day feeling like you got a little bit of yourself before you had to start reporting to the rest of the world. That's why I wrote the book. I wanted people to have a customizable morning routine that actually worked for them, but did them a justice. Oh, so good. And one of the things we talk about all the time, Fear Boss, you've heard me say it a million times, when you own your morning, you own your day. When you own your days, you own your life. Yet it's that uncomfortable work people don't do. I mean, if it was easy, everybody do it. So you're going to have to show up. And I hear all the time, everybody's like, oh, I love your Peloton bike. Does it work? Or I love that you use goal-focused planning. Does that work? Oh, I see you do green juice. Does it work? Well, the question is, will you work? Because that Peloton bike will work if I get my ass on it. Like my goal focus planners will work if I get myself to show up and do the work. And green juice will work if you work it, right? You've got to show up. And so we are so in the same camp of starting your morning right and um, allow that to change your life. So let's jump in. I mean, I got to ask you, we're going to do a couple fun before I get you out of here. A little rapid fire. Um, by the way, like, this was very Amy Landino inspired. So Amy had me on her pod and you asked me, I think 10, you asked me a bunch of questions. And I did. We did. We do. A, uh, we used to. We're not doing it anymore. Okay. We did a secret show for my Patreon and there are a bunch of rapid fire. I love you. I'm like, I'm so ready to do this because I'm going to do it with you. I'm I am flipping the script on you. So I got to start with uh, the first thing everybody's going to want to know and they got to go read your book, but maybe a couple of things. What's your morning ritual look like? Uh, morning ritual. First thing, skincare, get the lemon water ready, start the coffee. I take my lemon water to my dressing room and I do morning pages, which is three pages, stream of consciousness, journaling, just brain dump so I can move on and do something creative. I read the daily passage from the daily stoic by Ryan holiday. And then uh, once a week, I rewrite my goals three times. That's my mindfulness practice. Um, we also do movement and mastery based on what I talk about in the book. Mastery tends to be next. It's usually a creative piece of work. So if I'm writing an Instagram caption or outlining a video, that's my mastery moment of my morning. And then late morning after I've done a couple of things, met with the team, uh, checked some emails, stuff like that, I will then go do my movement. I'm not a workout in the morning type of Me person. Neither. I actually think my movement is like skincare, like on my face. That's my movement in the morning and then I'll do it. I'll do the actual movement later. I love this so much. And I got to just, have you done a video on your skincare routine yet? If you have, I actually have, I actually have, I think I need to do an updated one because I like to experiment with different like products all the time. Um, I'm actually becoming very good friends with this uh, plastic surgeon, Dr. Paula Moynihan, huge, huge fan of her products. So I've been using those more lately. And so I was thinking I should probably do an update soon, but yeah, I do have a video on that. Okay. And I got to tell you, this is a total sidebar. I went to see Amy in Columbus last year. We recorded the podcast in person because I live like less than two hours from her. It was super dope. And I told Amanda on my team, I haven't told you this, and I've got to be better about just legit in the moment complimenting people. When I met you, because you know, when you meet people, see people online initially and you, and you just assume everybody's in high def or filtered, like oh, yeah. fear boss, I met Amy and her face is like, 
Your skin is literally flawless. I get in my car and tell Amanda, I go, obviously amazing human, great heart, so smart. <laughs> but, Badass. but I was like, Amanda, yo, her skin. I don't think she, that is not a filter. And I was just so, <laughs> so whatever you're doing, I need to know. So I'll rewatch okay. that video, girl. Listen, I just, li yes, listen, the only like, it, it's, first of all, it's always a filter. Second is, of all, yeah. <laughs> in person, do not look filtered. I, it's pretty incredible. You know what? I did, thank you. That's very, You're I welcome. mean, like, I just, I just really, like, I really, really care because, again, I, if I'm going to pick up confidence, I'm going to pick it up anywhere I can get it. But a little Botox does not. Oh, girl, I, you're preaching to the choir. Come on now. <laughs> um, okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? That's a meaty one. Yeah, no, it, it, it's easy for me. It's the same advice nobody wants to take. Start small. Oh. Start small. The reason we don't is because we're going to be embarrassed that we're just playing small. And, and that's because the small things add up over time. You got to put in all the small stuff to get to the big stuff. And you're not going to be excited about what anyone has to say about it until you got something big to present. So just deal with it. You got to start small and you got to keep doing every little thing you can do. And that's the advice no one takes because it really is the best advice. Yep. Everybody's afraid. And everybody <laughs> has that first follower, that first, and you even write that uh, funnily, I was going to find a way to bring it up today, but you say, you, we talk in the fear boss community about micro dosing, going small habit stacking, all that. Love that. Yeah. On page 172, you write, do better than nothing. Do something no excuses and excuses are a way fear hides. And you say, when you master something and you will feel even on a deeper level that you deserve just as much as anyone else to have a good day. And from there, a good life. And so, uh, start small. It's okay to have one follower. We all do, but we are so afraid of being seen starting small. And it's okay. If your morning routine is just that you evict your phone to another room and Beautiful. you have to go in it like one step at a time enjoy the fact that you recognize positive things when they're happening and you want them more often and in larger doses. <laughs> so true. Okay. Instagram reels or TikTok. What's your vibe? I can't decide on this. I, I, TikTok is like, it's banging. I do love TikTok, but I really think I appreciate that Instagram continues to steal everyone's features because reels are a lot of fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they're they're so fun. fun. They're so yeah. fun. No doubt about it. Uh, what's your hype song? What song just gets you in a mood? So I have, I actually have two. I will say like my hype song, because I don't get in the car to drive anywhere very often. I get very excited to turn on the song Icon by Jaden Smith because Will Smith is featured in it. And I feel like if I ever have kids someday, like I'm going to be like, like you're an icon because you were born from an icon. Like I just, I get so hyped by that. And, uh, but when I walk on stage, my hype song is of course female and it is um yoga by Janelle Monae and wow. I love that song. I wow. love that song. That's a good one. I have never heard Icon so it's I so can't good. Wait to cue that up and wow what a good walk on song. Love it. Love it. Coolest also watch the watch the video. Sorry. Watch the video when like Will and Jaden are performing Icon together. It's like it's like oh I wish I was in that audience. It's oh so my god. I just love I, it. I just it. I love that energy. I love fit, good family energy. It's awesome. Yeah, totally. And to be an icon yeah. born from an icon. I mean, hello. <gasps> so cool. So cool. And I love that, by the way, this is why I love people that don't play small. Like, I love that you just claimed that. Like, you've already been like in your head saying what you're going to say. Like, you're an icon, daughter, son, because I'm an right. icon. Why do we? Right. You guys were but it's like also a goal, right? Like, yes. I'm not an icon yet, but 
definitely by the time I have kids, I gotta be an icon. I gotta be an icon. (laughs) I love it. I love it. it. Uh, So good. Okay. Speaking of icons, uh, who's the coolest person you've ever met? Uh, I would have to say the coolest person and also the coolest like situation. Leah Pipes, um, she's an actress. She was in the movie Sorority Row and she was in, she's more famous for CW, the originals. It was like a spinoff of Vampire Diaries. She tweeted a video of mine and said, this is what people need to be watching, not this other crap. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, thank you. That was so nice. And she said she'd be on my podcast. She was the first episode of Detail Therapy. I went to her house in uh, LA. I don't remember where it was in LA, but it was, she was so cool. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, I'm actually meeting a famous person and she's legit. So I fully enjoyed her. Gosh, that's amazing. What a cool story. And again, what can happen when you're brave enough to put yourself out there? And, you know, I know you earned that. I have no idea how she found that video. Actually, I do because we had the podcast, but it was, yeah. You never know how it can happen. So dope. What a good one. Um, Favorite book. I think I have to say the daily stoic by Ryan holiday. Cause I literally re- read it every single day. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it, no matter what your, your philosophies are in like life or religion or your, your spirit. It's just so great to have start the day with a point of view about like, how can I just maintain stoicism at some point in my day so that I'm not like at the mercy of every situation mm-hmm. and constantly feeling stressed or whatever. So I just, I can't not read that book every morning. Mm-hmm. It's great. So beautiful. Uh, Best purchase under a hundred bucks lately. What you got? <laughs> okay. So many, so many. So if you actually oh. want like the full, like the full situation, shine.squad.secrets on Instagram, we share everything that I, I love follow. There. I'll link up and show notes. It's yeah. fun. It's so fun. But um, I have been loving, I bought this cutting board and it's a bamboo cutting board, but it has like a slit at the end. So when you cut your vegetables, you can slide it down and it goes into a compartment. Then you can move that compartment. So you have like four little drawers on this cutting board. So if you're like me and you're like really, really new in the kitchen, but you're like cutting vegetables very carefully, like this is such a fun little partner. I love it. It's, I think it was like 40 bucks. Stop. Okay. So yeah. good. Fear boss. I'll link up in the show notes in, I love following your Insta or your, uh, your tips on Instagram, all your fun store purchases. Uh, so yeah, I'll link up to all of that. And last question. I mean, I cannot get you out of here without asking you this question. If I were to offer up the term to you, fear boss, what does it mean to you to, to live, be, and think like a fear boss? What does that mean for you? I just love the phrase so much when I think of it. And when I think of you, Judy, and I think of everyone in your community, I honestly think like when you recognize challenges and rise to the occasion, you are a fear boss. You do not have to be unafraid in order to master your fears. Yeah, we we love to say um, there is no fearless, only, you know, the ability to fear your fear just a little bit less. And that's Mm. what makes you brave. Like we don't need to chase fearless. We don't need to chase perfection. None of that uh, exists. You know, Elizabeth Gilbert, final thought, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote in her book, Big Magic. Have you read Big Magic yet? I have. It's 
fabulous. Oh. I just read it when we were driving around Italy last summer. It's so good. Phenomenal. Fear boss. Yeah. Go run, run, run and get that book. I write about that book in my book. Fears my own boy and tell the story about how I came up for the idea of my book in that book. But she wrote the only fearless people I know are five-year-olds and sociopaths. And I thought that was so beautiful. Because that is I was such like, a good line. Oh, like I don't need to be fearless. I just need to be brave. And right. that is how we move forward. And Amy, that is how you show up in the world. Keep being brave. Keep building beautiful things. Keep leading with love. You are such a gift. I'm so glad I've gotten to know you personally. And I can't wait to get to Columbus and have a glass of champagne with you sooner than later. Uh, But just thank you for all you do. You're the real deal, girl. Thank you, Judy. I feel the exact same way about you. When you came to do my show, I was like, I just felt like we were at the same level. And it's just I love having that energy with somebody. So thank you for having me on and and thanks for being you. All right, Fear Boss. So there you have it. I mean, was that fire or was that fucking fire? I mean, Amy is the real deal. She's so beautiful, so smart inside and out. And she's so generous. Uh, Her authenticity is the real deal. And I really hope you learned something new. Um, I hope you go to the show notes and learn about all the things that we talked about. I'm linking up to everything. And mostly, mostly, I hope you feel a little bit braver than you did when you first tuned into this show. I can't wait to see you next week on the Fear Boss Airwaves. Until then, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. 